think they should be nice to her regardless. But... Right? Sure, but no one likes women, so shut up, David. We've seen it all before, so let's reload on a very special episode of shows that suck and shows that blowed. Buckle up, buttercup, it's a bumpy road. Going deep inside the mainframe secret code. Some of this shit stinks, some of it's gold. Featuring the VIPs of SBTV, Austin G and Dr. DB with our AT&C money. Weird TV is their specialty. It might be all four, just one, two, or three. Cause they're old and kind of busy. So go get ready and take a peek. So set your phases to download the rarity that we had bestowed. Special moments no one would have showed. Open your body holes cause you're gonna get told Grab yourself a drink and let's unload In a very special episode Gobble gobble and welcome to a very special episode The podcast which reviews very special episodes of pop culture I'm your stuffing eating host this week, Austin Gorton and I'm joined by the top gobbler, <laughs> Carolyn. I would May. think it's Ryan. <laughs> I'm sure it's Ryan. Oh, Why really? is he shying away from being top gobbler? Oh, I, I figure out what that meant. Does that just mean I eat the most? It means you suck the most dick. Oh, man. Both. It, it, it can mean <laughs> whatever, whatever you want it to be. Cock gobbler. Yeah, Okay. Anyway, Ryan Alexander Tanner. <laughs> uh, also with us is the person who makes the pilgrims blush. Carolyn Maine. And the person who always asks for the special. Oh, yeah, that's David. That's an offer. Well, anything related to eating on Thanksgiving doesn't appeal to me, but you know. But <laughs> sexual favors on Thanksgiving yeah, is all about those. <laughs> this episode, we are discussing The Fresh Prince of Bel Air, Season 6, Episodes 9 and 10, There's the Rub in which Uncle Phil and Will get arrested for accidentally visiting a house of ill repute masquerading as a massage parlor, while Hillary and Carlton learn the true meaning of Thanksgiving. Now, I know we said last episode that we'd be reviewing cartoon all-stars to the rescue this time, but just like the European settlers did to the Native Americans when they said, we're totally not going to take all your land and massively screw you over. Please feed us and help us survive. We lied to you. We took a look at the calendar and realized that since our show is more has a more flexible format now, we could actually do episodes timed to the calendar. So we called an audible and decided to discuss a Thanksgiving-themed episode. Consider it our gift of syphilis-laden blankets to you. Other than them being Thanksgiving episodes, they're, I don't know if they qualify as very special episodes. <laughs> we were struggling. I'll put it that way. With Wait, I have a question, too. Why would you have a two-parter for Thanksgiving? Because it's... What, would it do the week before it's not like it's christmas where there's all this i mean there's anticipation but it seems like you're either coming in early or late on thanksgiving on some part of this well without looking at it you could maybe like even on thanksgiving they just showed them back to back i guess uh they did air back to back oh well shut uh, my i should have said that november 20th 1995 now 
I assume that's that seems early for Thanksgiving, so I assume it's. I think Fresh Prince was on Mondays when it aired, mm-hmm. so that's probably like the Monday before Thanksgiving in 1995. So November 20th, huh? Yeah, that would be the, that would be the Monday before Thanksgiving. You can okay. still count it as a Christmas special too, and you play it in syndication. No one really gives a fuck. Yeah, <laughs> and you do. It's a little special in that people learn the true meaning of Thanksgiving. It, and the dangers of massage parlors. Yeah, <laughs> I, yeah, that's the real, very special lesson here. Um, I will say that that lots and lots of shows have Thanksgiving episodes, and lots of shows have multiple Thanksgiving episodes. I mean, Friends did a Thanksgiving episode. I think every season they were on almost, mm-hmm. but very few of them really fall within what we would traditionally think of as like a very special episode. Mm-hmm. Well, it's so a good we kinda... thing we're about to throw that formula out the window, mm-hmm. or is that just yeah. me? Yeah, so, <laughs> yeah, and we kind of did, and so we kind of did this one, because it's a little very special in, in the way Carlton and Hillary learn mm-hmm. about what their privilege is getting yeah, them, and, and whatnot. So what, um, what's your experience with the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, everybody? Um, I used to watch it sometimes. Will Smith was very charming. I watched it plenty. Yeah, I watched it quite a bit. I remember when it first came out, especially. We listened to a lot of rap when I was a kid. I had older brothers, and like they, they knew who the Fresh Prince was before <laughs> the show started. I'm sure I had heard some stuff, but we definitely watched it. It was like a cool show. I don't think I watched it anymore by this point. I think it was one of those shows that became less hip and edgy as it went on. Yeah, this is pretty late in the run, isn't it? I think it's the last season, right? Yeah, this This is is yeah, this is the last. I watch the show all the time, and (laughs) it is on syndication a lot, a lot. And it's one of those shows that if I'm really bored, I'll just flip on and watch it. And I did tail off near the end, like I don't remember, but I did remember this episode before we watched it again. So I don't know. I just watch a lot of TV, as I've said before, and this was one of those shows. All that NBC stuff, you know. Blossom being afterwards, I just watched it. Oh, oh Blossom. Uh, let's Blossom. let Blossoms be Blossoms. Mm, yeah, exactly. Well, I'm the odd one out here, because these two episodes represent the very first episodes of The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air that I have ever seen. How Dang. How did you do that? How did you <laughs> ever see this show? Are you racist, Austin? Oh. <laughs> I was waiting for that. <laughs> um, I feel like it's one of those things that... I just didn't encounter when I was younger, and then I'm the type of person where, like, if I didn't start watching it from the beginning, I won't watch it unless I can start it from the beginning. Yeah, are like, decisionist. Yeah, and if I'm young enough, like, you know, I don't remember watching Saved by the Bell from the beginning, because I was just a dumb kid, and you just watched what was on. <laughs> but I feel like this was on when I would have been old enough to know that I would have wanted to watch it from the beginning. And by the time I was aware of it, it was, it was well into its you know twilight years. And I just never went back and, and watched it. Cause there's plenty of other stuff to watch. It was seventh or eighth grade for us. right? Yeah. Somewhere. Yeah. I think like eighth grade was probably when these episodes were on 95. So yeah, it's just, I, I kind of missed it when it first came out and then, once it became like a thing that people were talking about, I was just like, "Oh well, this is, uh, 
you know, I have no, I have no way to go back and watch this from the beginning, so I'm just not going to. Well, the uh, thing is, if you don't have to watch from the beginning because it has the most helpful theme song <laughs> that explains well, yeah. to you the premise of the show <laughs> so well. Yeah, and it's like I, I know the theme song. Dude. Everybody knows the okay. theme song. It's one of the all-time great theme songs. My opinion is there's two types of people in the world: uh-huh. those who know the theme song to The Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Oh. And those who think it's impressive that they know the theme song to the first episode. Oh. Wow. Is that a read on Ryan? No, I'm saying, like, uh, <laughs> everybody knows the lyrics, and but then there's some right. people who seem especially proud of knowing the lyrics, and it's yeah. it's almost it's like, like the born only song that, that they knowledge, know. I feel like. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I agree with that reading, David. That's that's pretty spot on. So, yeah, I, I've, I'm also... This is... This this will get me in trouble. I'm also not a huge Will Smith fan. Did you see Wild Wild West? I did not see Wild Wild. I have seen a lot of Will Smith movies. I did not see Wild Wild West. It's not going to win you him, but he does hang dong in it. Oh really? Yeah, he like for no reason. It's like a family movie, and then Will Smith like crashes through the floor into a tub. And you can see his penis in slow motion. No way! Yeah, dude. Are you I've serious? seen can it. Can I Google this? Google it right damn now. So if I Google, what do I Google? Will Smith penis? Uh huh. Will Smith nude. <laughs> wild, wild, get a wild lot west. Of interesting results. <laughs> I was gonna say. Not all of them will be Ryan. true, but they'll all be penises. You said Ryan's gonna swapping. get some viruses. Hold on, let me commit nude, wild, wild <laughs> west. Ask the correct research team if they're old enough to look at it. Did you ever see, uh, what was it, yeah, seven six. degrees of separation or six degrees of separation? Six degrees. I did not see that. He has gay sex in it. You yeah. See him. All right, then. You line it up. I don't mind him in his more dramatic roles. I feel like I feel like early on in his like Independence Day, Men in Black, Wild Wild West era, yeah, he was he was certainly charming in an effortless kind of way. But I feel like he was the exact same kind of effortlessly charming in like every role he did. Mm-hmm. And in late in in more recent years, as he's kind of branched so out, of The bit, Rock, and I don't see you complaining about The Rock. That's a fair point because I do find The Rock to be eminently entertaining. Is it just because The Rock is big enough to hold you and <laughs> David at the same time? <laughs> Possibly. <laughs> why, why am I getting lumped into this? Because it was one big hug. <laughs> so, Austin, you dream of getting hugged with me at the same time and us both being lifted off the ground? Well, I mean, sure, why not? <laughs> when we're buddies. I'm not, I'm not finding uh, Will Smith's penis. I'll keep looking. I mean, the crack research team is really, uh, really trying. You're gonna get them arrested. They're too young for this kind of thing. Yeah, stuff. yeah. You need to like pay a teenager on the street to do this real. I always kind of knew like I knew that, you know, Will Smith started off as the Fresh Prince and then that led into his T V show, The Fresh Prince of Bel Air, and then that was popular and he segued that into a movie career. But until I was looking at dates and stuff for this episode, I didn't realize that like his big movie debut in the first Bad Boys movie came out while he was still doing the Fresh really? Prince of Bel Air. Yeah. And he yeah, it came out in nineteen ninety five and Fresh Prince ran into summer like you but know, that spring was, of ninety six. That was after Independence Day, right? No, that was before Independence Day. Bad Boys was before Independence that was, Day? Yeah. That was after Six Degrees of yeah. Separation. I thought that was his first movie. Six Degrees of Separation, yeah, was I think his Yeah, but, but I feel like Bad Boys was like his big breakout. I feel I thought Independence Day was. Like that was when I felt like he was yeah. like now 
people would pay, they would see a movie because he was in it, you know? Yeah, that's probably true. A couple interesting things. Uh, some people probably know this about Will Smith, but A, I would consider him a good actor. And they had, he was hired for the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air without them ever, like, trying him out or anything. They had no idea how good of an actor he I will, was. I will say that, that my hang-up with Will Smith is totally personal. Like, I just, something about him yeah. kind of, but, like, I do think he is a good actor. Was he, he, is like, really... he cut in front of you in line? At the <laughs> yeah, I guess. I don't know. It's just one of those things where I'm like, yeah, 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 I, sh- I see your shtick. Let's move on. But, you know, oh. he is charming and he is a good actor. And he shows his penis. I keep Allegedly. hearing that he shows his penis. <laughs> The other interesting thing about him is he's at, he, I believe, kind of mapped out his movie career. Like, he knew he had to just get, like, a movie, so he got kind of like an indie underground movie under his belt with six degrees of separation. And then he started, and I guess he did Bad Boys first, but what he did is he looked at a listing of, like, the top ten grossing movies of all time, and, like, eight of them had to do with aliens, so that's when he decided to do Independence Day, because he's like, I want to make a a blockbuster. that's why he also does a lot of alien movies. Yeah, he's a Scientologist now. Yeah, yeah. I think he just recently got out of it, or kind Did of... he? Because Leia Remini told him to? Yeah, well, I don't think it's as dramatic as that, so I don't think I can applaud him as much as I'd like to, but I think he's kind of decided just to kind of move out without, like, divulging all their all secrets. Right. And now we're on to him and Jada Pinkett's offspring as, like, the new Hollywood crop, yeah. and they're, like... Doing really weird tweets yeah. and stuff. Yeah. That song that their really bad remake. That song that their daughter did was pretty cool. I whipped my hair back and forth. That was pretty good. Oh yeah, I remember there was some buzz around that for a while. Yeah, good. no, I didn't like. I didn't even realize that that Independence Day was like right after Fresh Prince ended. Like I totally thought it was a mm-hmm. like he did Fresh Prince and then it was over and then someone was like. Hey, that Will Smith kid's got a lot of talent. Let's put him in our summer blockbuster. But like, as David said, it very clearly was an orchestrated, calculated kind of move, which is you know good for him. Well, he's a great performer. He's I mean, bad. I don't know what's happened to him in the last bunch of years. I think he's one of those actors that seeks prestige so much that it fucks him up a little bit. You know, like yeah, yeah, yeah he went too close to the sun and got burned on Suicide oh, Squad. Oh God, let me fucking start on that shit. I'm trying not to, but I kind of want yeah, to. Forget about no. that. Well, that felt like a uh, <laughs> money grab, right? Yeah. Not, sure. Like, I, I mean, he probably liked it, and like, it's more of a prestige. Well, was attempting to be more of a prestige superhero movie, but I think that was like superhero movies are big. I should get in on this, and of course that blew up in his face. And I guess maybe even Hancock was a little in that. Oh, yeah. Hancock oh, is yeah. just such a shitty movie. Yeah, it is terrible. Yeah, he hasn't been doing a whole lot of good stuff lately. Like, I don't think, and it's not as he's making poor. Well, choices. he didn't. He turned down Django Unchained. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. shit, that would have been a great place. Well, to it hang would have been on. a good comeback for him. You know, like you look at his filmography, yeah. and he did Ali in two thousand one, and mm. that was like his. Right. That was his his first sort of like take me seriously as an actor and i'm pretty sure he got nominated for a for academy award for that i mean those you do a biopic because you want it yeah exactly and so yeah. then he did some other stuff some you know pretty standard kind of things and then there's the pursuit of happiness which oh, was yeah. clearly like an oscar grab that totally failed and so then or take me legitimate yep. and I so then like, he did i am legend which is fine and hancock which is terrible but it's a genre movie and then he did Seven Pounds, which is another grab for Oscar attention. 
Then he did Men in Black. Where was uh, Legend of Bagger Vance? Uh, that oh, was yeah. that was right before yeah. Ali. Because yeah. I feel Magical like that was minority. another like I want to be a serious. That could, yeah, that was I feel like that was a transitional one. Yeah. But so I, I feel like every, and so then he did his most recent one was Concussion that was out last year, which was about the doctor that fi- that that realized that you know football is killing people, um, and that was another one that was clearly like, look at me, I want an Oscar, and pretty much fell on deaf ears. Mm-hmm. And so it seems yeah, like he's like really desperately trying to have this prestige yeah, it, film that everyone talks about. He like about does a prestige. Landed. And then it doesn't work. Because people like Concussion, I think. Yeah, no, I think it was critics. I think it was fairly well received critically, but it got no awards buzz and Yeah. And... Do you think that this podcast is going to help Will Smith get I that think Oscar? That needs, yeah. It can't hurt, is what I'm thinking. He also turned mm-hmm. down the Matrix. Lots of people oh, turned shit. down the Matrix. Like you could do we could do like a whole podcast about the hilarious people that turned down the Matrix. Really? Like who else? I knew you were going to ask me that, and now I have absolutely nothing to back it up with, but uh, I feel like there's a ton of Keeper people. Keeper Sutherland. What was that terrible M. Night Shyamalan movie? After Earth. Which one? After Earth. Which I'm pretty sure he did that, yeah, with his kid. Yeah, well, with he, If I remember correctly, he wrote that or produced, like, he reached out to M. Night Shyamalan and said, I think it was a project they had in mind together because yeah. it's like a Scientology thing, and that could be. I know there was like he was involved in its creation beyond just like M Night Shyamalan made a movie and they were like, "Hey, let's put Will Smith in it," which kind of explains. And his yeah. kid, who sucks even more than he does uh, I, as an actor. I I don't believe you should be talking about the Karate Kid that way, Carol. Do you like oh, it? I've Austin? never even seen it. Ralph Macchio yeah. is the Karate Kid and always will be. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Same. He was like 20 when he shot that. He looked like he a baby boy. karate 20 year old man. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, <laughs> I guess I'll, I'll, I made a note on this later in the episode, but as I'm, again, first time watching Fresh Prince of Bel Air, I'm watching this and I'm like, how old is Will Smith's character supposed to be at this point? It's a good question. Cause I feel like, oh, he's a teenager and he gets, you know, sent to live with his auntie and uncle in Bel Air. But then I'm like, he's at a burlesque house with his uncle, and <laughs> he gets arrested, mm-hmm. and that doesn't seem like that big of a deal if he was, like, 16 or 17. Well, no, this is one of those shows where it kind of is difficult. Like, it starts when they're all kind of high school age, and then they kind mm-hmm. of just skirt around. Like, wait, like that's like Hillary is an adult, and she yeah. has a TV show that she hosts, but... I don't know if she still lives in the house at this point, but they just kind of have to go, whatever. I think she I think, does. Yeah, so she lives in the house. So what happened? Will Smith and Carlton left for college, and then something happened with their dorm situation, and they got kicked out of the dorm, thanks to oh. Jazz, I believe. Jazz. Oh, Jazz! Where is Jazzy Jeff? He's not at <laughs> Thanksgivings no more. No. And so <laughs> then <laughs> Will Smith and Carlton, Will and Carlton, he's not Will Smith. Will and Carlton end up in the uh, pool house, living in the pool house of the house. Uh, so that's okay. why at the beginning of the episode, he's able to just sneak in ah, and such. Ah, that makes a lot more sense. I got it now. Yep. That's one of my boyfriend's favorite things is when the actor can't remember a character's name <laughs> and they're named the <laughs> same thing. Oh yeah. my God, it's so prevalent. Like, this is our fourth episode. We've already talked about it at least twice. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, that's a nice segue into the beginning of this episode. Well, before that, do we want to get into a little cracked research? Oh yeah, sure. What do you got? What do you got sure. for me? That 
this unsourced website I'm looking at <laughs> says the following uh, actors have turned down roles in The oh, Matrix, okay. which would be Sean Connery, Sean Kevin Costner, okay. Russell Crowe, Tom Cruise, Johnny Depp, Leonardo DiCaprio, David Duchovny, he had to regret oh, that, uh, Samuel L. Jackson, Val Kilmer, Brandon Lee, Jet Li, Gary Oldman, Lou Diamond Phillips, Brad Pitt, Jean Reno, and Will Smith. Wow. wow. There's a, it's funny because there's like some of those, like you hear Sean Connery and you're like, eh, he's doing fine. And then you hear like David mm-hmm. Duchovny and you're like, man, I bet he would have loved to have done that. <laughs> yeah. Val Kilmer. Yeah, Val Kilmer. And that wasn't all for like me. Well, right, obviously. obviously I used to oh, yeah. yeah. You know, Sean Connery was probably up for the Morpheus role. Yeah, they think, what I, this website I'm looking at says they think he was confused and that he was actually offered a part for The Matrix Reloaded as the architect. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, so Will is sneaking into the house, as David uh, helpfully pointed out, because he lives in the pool house now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he's sneaking into the main house, which the audience is just like busting a nut over this. Well, he's a good performer. He's a good physical comedian, I'm going to say. Yeah, he does. He And there's a lot of physical comedy that he does in this. He's also very yeah. handsome. <laughs> Contributes to yeah, it. You can get does. away with more, so I hear. And uh, he bumps into <laughs> Uncle Phil, and they basically want to eat some sweet, sweet pre-Thanksgiving pie, and then they, they get busted. It seems like they're just going for, like, a, everybody steals pie before Thanksgiving, and I'm like, that? Then you then you don't have pie for Thanksgiving. No, then you just, then you just like make your elderly mother make you another pie for Thanksgiving. <laughs> Phil was so into it that he had his own phrase for it. He calls it pie jacking. Right? Oh, yeah. How much are we going to talk about how Uncle Phil is the voice of Shredder in the Ninja Turtles cartoon? Did you know why that, Austin? I did Austin? not know that. You did it? Yeah. That's, no. That's why he was so now? sad when he died recently. Like, he, like the original <laughs> Shredder? <laughs> if he was only one guy, fuck him. Oh, yeah. fantastic. Yeah, you can hear it in his voice. Replay it in your head and say, tonight I dine on turtle oh, soup. Yeah. Will! Yeah, or be like, See? Greg, yeah. I don't want to do that. <laughs> Carol, Carol, Carol's is better, Ryan. Uh, this ain't <laughs> my first pie jam. <laughs> I'm confused. Uh, and so her, so Uncle Phil's mom is there. I take it she's just like there for Thanksgiving, like she's not a recurring character on the show. Correct, okay. but she is, yeah. they've used the same actress. Right, I shouldn't before, say recurring, like right. semi-recurring, but she's not like in every episode yeah. or anything. Mm-hmm. So unlike Aunt Viv, who they recasted in the middle, yes. right? Well, that's what's funny is because we'll see her, her sisters, Aunt Viv's sisters, show up, and they've been the same since the beginning. Like you know, they're recurring yeah. characters, but not mm-hmm. yet. And yet, the only one who ever got recast was actually Aunt Viv, one of the main. Yeah. Well, in between the opening sequence and the series, they definitely recast Will Smith's mom. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I suppose that's true. Do you mean Will Smith in drag with <laughs> the rolling pin? Oh, yeah. Okay, that's I don't know who lady. that is. Then no one knows who okay. that is. It's like it's like a fisheye lens. She just looks you the eye really the peculiar. Crack research team. That's going to be harder than finding Herbert Hodis. <laughs> yeah. Herbert Hodes turned out it was pretty easy to find him. So no, that was, I wrote this down later, but that was having never seen this, that's one of the things that threw me off. Like, <laughs> I know in the theme song, like it's not like his parents are dead because his mom sends him to Bel Air, yeah. but I just always assumed that his mom was a non factor in his life once he moved out he there. He just it's shows like, up occasionally. Like, yeah. 
Which I mean, it makes sense. World building. Yeah, no, it totally makes sense. I just there's a moment where I'm like, oh yeah, I guess his mom would still be able to like travel there. Yeah, he just was doing it for his own good. This show made me really not understand geography very well. Yeah, because of the because he moves from Philadelphia to Bel Air, and I feel like him and Jazz will, like, travel back and forth, at least in my mind. Like, how did Jazz make it to Bel Air? And, like, in my He's mind, if they were, like, just, like, an hour car ride away or something. <laughs> and then... Yeah, because in the theme song, it is implied that the cab driver right. takes him all the way from Philly to Bel Air. Right. There is an actual extended version of the theme right. song that has him on a plane, but yeah. But yeah, as far as we know, that's his mom, and he took the cab and then told the cab driver that he stoned and left. Yeah. <laughs> Which, I mean, I would smell too if I just drove cross country from Philly to Bel Air. <laughs> so, so yeah, um, blah, blah, blah. They want some pies, but they don't know where the pies are. But some little kid's sitting under a table, and he's eating the pies. That's uh, <laughs> some little kid. <laughs> we talked it's about this not earlier Webster. before the recording started, Austin and I. He's like, Who's this kid that they never name? And it occurred to me that throughout both episodes, they never name nope. this kid. Nikki, right? Yeah, I believe his name's Nikki. He was the cousin Oliver. Of well, this... it was one of those things uh, like they do on shows chicken. where they have a baby, and then it's a baby for one season, and then the next season he's like yeah. five. And they they did a pretty good joke of it when they did it. Like, they did it in a meta way yeah. when they first do it. But that's a weird sort of acknowledged thing on TV that you can just do that. I mean, I don't know if... Do they... Mm-hmm. But but where did they get this young boy child? Did they just pick no, him Uncle up at the hospital on Christmas? Yeah. What? They're still yeah, doing it? That was my yeah. thought too, Carol. I was like, props to you, Uncle Phil. Yeah. He's... And it was very clear that this was a Cousin Oliver situation. Like, let's get a cute kid on there. And then they had no idea what to do. With. Uh, like, he has some moments on the series. Yeah, we agree to just... <laughs> Well, that's how Uncle Phil threw his back out. I'm just saying, as far as throwing a kid in the mix on a series, this I feel like Fresh Prince did it better than a lot of shows did. Better than, say, Family Ties, which was which is kind of the poster child for the like throw on a kid at the end. There, I thought it was Brady. That's Cousin Oliver. That's where that that term comes from. Is Brady? Well, and that show had six fucking kids already. Right. (laughs) (laughs) and alice yo enough with the kids um well so this little so the little kid that never gets named in these two episodes (laughs) he seemed familiar to me and then when i looked it up on imdb i realized why he's will smith's kid in independence day oh i shouldn't say he's vivica a fox's kid who i guess will's like his stepdad oh that's right and is that the character in independence day 2 I think it's supposed to be. I haven't seen Independence Day too. You fucking no, I didn't. That? That's why oh I'm my asking. god! No, it's, I say I haven't seen it, but I but it's it's his son. So yeah, I assume that is the kid that then is in that movie. What a terrible idea that movie! What the second Independence oh Day? <laughs> I mean, I know the first one made a lot of money, but nobody cared. Like the time it came out, nobody. The first wanted one made a lot of money, so make day. another one like two or three years later. Yeah. And if you don't, then your window's closed, and let's just all move on. Mm-hmm. It left very a very little cultural yeah. footprint. But anyway. So then, uh, so we come in, we have our iconic theme song, and we start in the kitchen, and we get our uh, our very special setup here, where Hillary is going to volunteer at the homeless shelter, but mainly for publicity purposes for her new show, 
and Carlton, who's the douchiest douche that ever douched, is going to get strong-armed into it because he sees it as, like, a networking opportunity. Yeah, it looked good on his resume. And that just made me think, because Hillary has her own TV show called The Hillary Show. And just what what live sitcom characters lead? I know, right? (laughs) It makes me think of the Full House crew and how much they could just get on TV shows. Well, but this show is about, it's supposed to be about, like, a rich, privileged family, at least. Like... Yeah, yeah. So it makes, yeah, and it's novel because they're Well, and I think that there is sort of like there was like a social requirement for like if there was going to be a TV show. Well, it was supposed to be about I don't know, I don't know how. It was a talk show, I believe. Yeah, she, she talks about it being a talk, talk show. show. I just mean the fresh and she wants fresh to be like Prince Oprah. as a series, and the initial idea is supposed to be about like a culture clash among class differences among black people. But since right. it's a show about a black family. It gets to have this sort of uh, appeal to the mass white people because they're like this; they're just like mm-hmm. us. But then there's also this Will Smith character sort of commenting on that uh, as part yeah. of the show. So it's interesting. It's yeah, interesting. it's an interesting dynamic on the show. Except Will just gets to live in luxury and never like makes them go fight like he would have in his impoverished origins. Yeah. But it, you do get some weird. Here. Almost regression, maybe? Well, because uh-huh. I feel like like Will makes fun of Carlton a lot. Yeah. And in some ways, it's just, you know, because Carlton's, kind of, you know, preppy and such. But then in some ways, it feels like because Carlton isn't acting, quote, black enough, you know? Yeah. yeah. Well, and Hillary, too. Hillary's, like, the super white acting. Mm-hmm. That's, like, her thing, you know? And, I mean, it's like, yeah, it's, you have to remember, like, the first couple episodes, that was, like, it was a thing that I had to yeah. normalize, where it was like how weird they talked and stuff, because mm-hmm. they sounded like rich white people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, some of you, as I did, may recognize Hillary from the films Major Pain and The Ladies' Man. Oh. No. I should watch Ladies' Man. I've watched most SNL yeah, movies. Ladies' Man is actually pretty good. I mean, as good, SNL good. movies you, go. Corky Romano yeah. is not. <laughs> Stuart Saves His Family. Stuart Saves His Family good. is like surprisingly a, kind of a drama. Starring starring one of Minnesota's two current senators. That's right. Yeah. You guys are pretty cool with yeah, your... we... <laughs> Yeah. Stuart Saves Minnesota. <laughs> He's got, Ralph Reagan's pretty boss senator. He's on like the... Yeah, he's I on whatever him. the committee is that's like, let's not have a shit ton of monopolies. And so he's all up in arms about the the AT&T uh, Time Warner merger. Didn't he write that book, Rush Limbaugh is a Big Fat Idiot? Yeah. 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 <laughs> I saw him read at Powell's. He nice. was very nice. You guys have that Hollywood connect. Yeah. It's yeah. Way to go. Way to he's go. a lot better politician than Jesse Ventura. Yeah, that's was. for sure. No, Jesse's really good, right? He can pick you both up and hug <laughs> yeah, you. Yeah, but it's a lot less charming coming from him than when The Rock does it. I'd like The Rock <laughs> to be my governor. That'd be cool. <laughs> I bet you, you guys. Would. Let's just not even talk about this episode. <laughs> so then, okay, so bye. then a bunch of saucy black ladies come in, and they're all of Will's aunts. <laughs> this is really weird that you have no context for this show. <laughs> I know, right? That's why I thought this would be fun. <laughs> um, and one of those, one of those saucy aunts, Aunt Helen, is played by the actress who's the grandma on Blackish right now. Oh, so that was pretty cool. Like it was just like, oh shit, I know her, and she's pretty great on that show. So that was fun. 
Uh, and then we get a little bit of foreshadowing when Will and Phil come in with Helen's comically large trunk complaining about their backs. And then we get a bunch of setup about who's making what for Thanksgiving and whose stuffing is the best. And that becomes their interminably long subplot for this two-part <laughs> episode, making lots of yeah. stuffing and arguing about whose is better. So I felt like this episode was really well, the sexist. the weirdest yeah, thread about this, these episodes, the weirdest recurring gag is Ashley, the youngest daughter, yeah. every once in a while is like, hey, this is bullshit that this thing is happening. And everyone's just like, shut up, Ashley, the whole time. They're taking a page out of the Jesse Spano yeah, no, I, I wrote her down. I'm like, oh, so then black Jesse Spano comes in and everyone harshes oh. her butt. <laughs> Yeah, I also had no context for who Ashley was. Yeah, too. like who's this? Like, because going into this show, having not seen, it, like, I knew Uncle Phil and I knew Will and Carlton and Hillary, and that was about it. So I'm like, who's this other random girl who sounds like Jesse and gets yelled at all the time? She is to be young. You know, it's mm-hmm. a bad episode because she's a beautiful young woman instead of a very cute. Little yeah, eight-year-old. Well, she was about my age when the show was on, and I remember because she got like super hot. Like it's it's weird to say because she's <laughs> young. This is the last season too, but she was yeah. my age. Like so, I remember Ashley. Yeah. Goddamn. What's also yeah, as we said, I don't know if we're gonna keep bringing it up, but her whole point is just to show up and say se- things are sexist, and then everyone tells her to shut up, and then she leaves, and it never yeah. goes anywhere. No, though. it's not it's... like anybody learns any lesson. It's basically like proto Family Guy. Yeah, it is a little bit. Yeah, which is low, <laughs> low, low prices. And then the thing about the women and the stuffing—it's mm-hmm. like, who gives a shit, right? Couldn't they have been talking about anything other than their looks and food? No. I mean, okay. Well, there goes. I mean, it passes the Bechdel test, but well, it that's, just fucking that's that's just to further proof, heaven. Carol, that the Bechdel test is a good like entry level point, but it's not like <laughs> yeah. the be all end all of whether something. Oh, is. absolutely. Well, but yeah, even that we get to go beyond the entry point. I suppose I'm a woman, and like I it's should a shut low up. bar, and if you can't shut even up, clear Karen. that low of a bar, <laughs> you have problems. But once you've gotten past it, there's still work to be done. I. Everybody limbo under that low, low I feel bar. Like the women making stuffing premise wouldn't feel so weird and so reductive if it wasn't for the Ashley being told to shut up every time she says anything about women's identity. Yeah, like, like it would I, feel more just like that's their experience, that's their history together, that's what they do. Well, see, also they equate food with love. I'm fine with see, that. We've got <laughs> Phil, who's the patriarch, <laughs> and he has all the money. And he's a big fat fuck, and everyone's competing for Phil and Will's love. It's more women versus women to please men. And that's so old news. There was definitely some sexism emanating from Will and Phil about, like, like she wants him to bring the trunk up the stairs, and then he's like, after this play, and then he's like, that's going to get me a half hour. And everyone laughs because women can't understand football. Because men are and so yeah, lazy. And men just yeah, don't want to do anything ever but watch football. Mm-hmm. And then they get the kid in on too. Like, Ashley comes in and I think she says, holidays are the reason the ER Yeah, this is her yeah. first, like, Jesse Spano moment. I think it's her second, actually. Oh, is it? What? What's the ERA? Yeah, equal Rights Amendment. Oh, okay, yeah, great, great, great. 
I had yeah. to look it up well, actually, they... just to make sure because I, <laughs> I think her and run average in that one. The guy yeah, no, I did. I, I it took me a moment, but then I'm like, oh, she mm-hmm. means the equal rights amendment. Amendment, yeah, right. Amendment. Yeah, amendment that tried to get passed, but then oh, I was just gonna say, and then the kids like give it a rest, and then they're all like, oh, this kid's yeah. sexy, and then they just keep doing it too. It does, there's yeah. no like variation on it or anything. It's just basically yeah. like, oh, every time she says something about women's rights, someone should tell her to shut up, and that's that's the <laughs> whole thing. It doesn't even change. Or yep, yeah. that's that's all she does in this entire episode. in two episodes, two two Works two episodes, yeah, guy. The entire two parter. So, long story short, they get up to move the trunk, and Uncle Phil hurts his back, and that little kid who doesn't get a name says, I've fallen and I can't get up, Joe. His name is and Daddy. We go to commercial. That's, that's so old at this point. That would be like 10 years oh, after true, that. But his voice, Carol, it was his voice squeaks when he says it. makes it so charming. Yeah. You know what his voice reminds me of? The, the kid from Independence Day? Ah. No. 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 I, was, I was gonna bring a Saved by the Bell. The, the kid, the kid at the hospital. Oh. I was definitely in Los Angeles. I was definitely thinking about they might have gotten the boy from the same yeah, hospital. He ward. seems a lot like that kid. Uh, but Carol, I'm I'm pretty sure there was an unwritten rule mm-hmm. in TV writing that from the moment. That I fall in and I can't get up. Commercial aired <laughs> for ten years afterwards. You had to reference it in your show. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm glad we're finally scratching yeah. that itch. Yeah. You're right. That was Feels just good. part of the advertising campaign. Good. Like they paid for those ads and they paid for shows to constantly reference it. <laughs> or is it just that What's... funny that an old woman has fallen and can't get up? <laughs> That's what's funny is like nothing about that commercial is humorous in any. In well, when you film. see like, it now, movie. you're like, "Why was that a thing?" <laughs> <laughs> it was hilarious. There's an old woman who won't be boring people by talking about women's rights again. <laughs> Bitch is down. Uh, Carol, she was an older woman. She wasn't going to be talking about women's rights anyway. Phew, that's fun. She may have been woke. You never know. Uncle Phil's back is out, and Hopefully. the ladies briefly try to help him, but they're too preoccupied with cooking, because women, am I right? Women be cooking, women I be I guess shopping. one of the benefits of being a rich judge is that you can call a doctor on Thanksgiving and actually reach somebody, but nevertheless, the soonest Western medicine can reach him will be tomorrow. So Will says, how about we go to an acupuncturist? So I was confused about this, because... How does Will know about this place? <laughs> I was also confused by this. Yeah, there's a lot of things that don't I, add up. I was up hoping either. I just like spaced out for a minute and there was more of an explanation for what happened. Yeah, no. So he said acupressurist, which suggests that he did not know that it wasn't an acupuncturist or that just all Asian well, shops are the this, same. Okay, to there's him, two things that confuse me about this. One is that in this scene, he says, I forget if it's acupuncture or acupressure. It's like the mm-hmm. goofier one. I think it's acupuncture. He says, like, acupuncturist. Yeah, it's like a spoonerism. Yeah, but then in the next, in the scene when they actually go there, it's just like a massage parlor and they're getting massages. But then it turns out that it's like a burlesque house, or not even burlesque, well, it like, turns like out a, to just be like a prostitution front. Because yeah, it's what, a what massage parlor. So I hear. What would happen in the situation is that they give you hand jobs, right? And and you could tell that that's where it was going, but there's some massage parlors that go as far as you want. Okay, I'm just really? saying like the, the shorthand. I know. Wow, David, David goes all the way. 
but um, I read an article about it once. I kept wondering how are they going to stage this where they're getting hand jobs? But so then instead they just stand with their backs well, to the camera, and I guess what they do usually is just stand there with their tits out is the form of prostitution. Yeah. While you scream at their tits, like proposition, like this is the setup for what's going to happen next. Right. I that's how I took it too. But my so my question is between between scenes it went from let's go see an acupuncturist to we're getting a massage. Yeah. And that just seems like sloppy yeah. writing. Mm-hmm. But then my next question is fine, it's a massage parlor that also turns out to to have these sort of illicit specials mm-hmm. where they give you the so-called happy ending. How the fuck does Will yeah. know about this place? Do you think Jazzy Jeff yeah, told maybe him? Maybe just like those Maybe? Right. Do you think his name is Jazzy Jeff because of all the jazz he shoots out <laughs> all the time? The Boy, I was waiting for that, Carol. It really took you a lot longer than Bucket I thought it would get there. <laughs> but then, like, I... It could fill Ryan's stomach. I questioned how many massage parlors would be open on Thanksgiving anyway. Well, apparently <laughs> ones of yeah, ill repute. Yeah, which kind of makes sense, but then I also question... How many police raids occur on a Thanksgiving? Also? <laughs> I mean, the police celebrate Thanksgiving. And, and too, I'm not guys. saying like obviously there's police officers out and about on Thanksgiving, but I think any like high uh, employee needed project or whatever, like a raid, they yeah. probably wait till Friday, right? When when you got more people, uh-huh. don't need, don't pay the overtime exactly to bust this place exactly. So before we get to the illicit massage parlor, we check in at the homeless shelter where Carlton and Hillary are working and uh, Brad from Home Improvement. That was the kid from Home Improvement, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. It okay. totally is. Yes, it's the it is the eldest brother. I thought it was, but I didn't check because I wanted to ask. Is basically giving Carlton a hard time and Hillary is a was terrible this person. during Home Improvement? I uh, this he looked of yeah, home improvement age, but then it's he, he got pretty old did. when it was over. I mean, this was night. This was fall of my guess is this is one year before home improvement. No, home in, home improvement started in 1991. And when yeah. was this? This was 199. This was fall of 1991. Yeah, he's just there. Yep. This he's just he's in he's in this episode. I totally like. I thought the same thing, David. I was like, oh, he probably did this right before he got like the home improvement mm. gig, but. No, he's like God a big cameo. Damn you guys, Home Improvement like <laughs> spanned the nineties. It was on from nineteen ninety one until nineteen ninety nine. Yeah. I got a quote here, but now I, I I didn't put context, so I'm wondering if any of you remember. Somebody got hit with an ugly stick. Yeah, that's what the homeless man says to yeah. Hillary when yeah. she wears a yeah. hairnet, which is oh, sexist. Oh, it's hair on. I couldn't understand why. Yeah, when she first shows up, he's like, hey, baby. Yeah. And then when she puts the hairnet on, he's like, oh, you got hit with but an ugly all, stick. It's all sexism. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. The first reaction, the second reaction, Hillary's whole character just being about what she looks like. Every woman is constantly self-evaluating how fuckable they or their stuffing is it's just it's a mess yeah i wanted to say some more stuff about the kid from home <laughs> what do you got what do okay. you want to say about the kid from home proving one is i bet he just was like <laughs> around when they were filming this, and that's why he's in it two different networks oh is though, it for what that's yeah. okay yeah. But yeah, this, ah, is, not, this like, is NBC and Home Improvement. Was the NBC. audience doesn't like cheer when he shows. It's so like casually just the kid from Home. That's what confused yeah. me about it. Is mm-hmm. it like there's no yeah 
Well, he's not really cheer-worthy. He's not JTT. But he's like halfway through a lead role on a major show. Yeah, like, still on like... another major show of the same ilk, I guess. Yeah, I... yeah. Like, I feel like yeah. the same yeah. people who would watch Fresh Prince would watch Home Improvement, I guess. So the other thing was that um, his clothes <laughs> were such a reminder to me. Like, and especially when you think about 90s clothes, I feel like you forget about that shit. Like, those, what is it, those, like, uh, kind of big woolen sort of sweaters with hoods that have, mm-hmm. like, a, a sort of a plaid or a checkered thing, and then, like... Oh, yeah, like, the flannel. Flannel, like the hooded, hooded flannel, flannel and then, yeah. like, big pants, and, like... Yeah, it's all pretty oversized. Yeah. He probably looks fashionable, but he's supposed to be homeless. Right? right? And yeah. Hillary announces that everyone's the worst dressed yeah. ever in the homeless shelter, which is a joke, but then they, like, actually are, yeah. too, even if they're in fashion. <laughs> I bet it's hard being homeless. Did you guys like Brad from Home Improvement as a orphan Moppet on Thanksgiving more than you like Jonathan Taylor Thomas? I mean, Jonathan Brandis. Oh no, we like Jonathan Brandis way yeah. more than Brad. Frankly, you mean that would have been Jonathan a, Taylor Thomas? If not for Saved by the Bell review, that would have been our episode we did this, <laughs> this week. Yeah, exactly. We would have done that episode if we had not. So you mean Jonathan Brandis specifically in the Saved by the Bell college years Thanksgiving episode, or just Jonathan Brandis like as a thing? I mean, as the whole thing. Just as a <laughs> both. The answer is both. I oh, think. He's riding a dolphin. <laughs> Oh, that'd be amazing. What a way to enter. Like, two turkeys riding Always a dolphin. A good way to enter. <laughs> uh, so then we're bad. We go to the massage parlor, and Will makes a fat joke about Uncle Phil because he's going to need a deep tissue massage. Get it? I think that's just code for he wants a finger yeah. in the butt. Probably. That's, that's probably why I they offer special. Oh, we skipped right to the prostitution because in our. In our timeline, they're not even at, they're just getting there. I know. <laughs> we couldn't wait to talk about it. I know. Yeah. yeah. I always go off early with professionals. So then we go back to the house, and that little kid who never gets named wants some food <laughs> early, and the ladies are still arguing about food, and then Ashley comes in and does some more Jesse Pan- Spano stuff and gets told to shut up. Well, the up. little kid, the only thing I'll say about anything, the little kid wants food and then they say no, but then the grandma gives him like a bun, like a roll. Roll. And that kid is Dinner very rolls. excited to receive a roll. That's because rolls <laughs> fucking rule, David. In my older age, I learned how much I loved rolls. I don't think I would have been that excited. I wanted a cupcake or something. Yeah. yeah. Rolls. It's just rolls. like an easy rolls. thing to hand a kid. It's just like a cute moment. Yeah. Like he wanted a thing, and then his yeah. grandma gave it to him. Oh, like well, also, bread is good if you're choking. Yeah. Yes. Yep. yep. Never forget. Uh, so then we go back to the homeless shelter, and Hillary finds out that the news crew, that's the whole reason she's doing this, may not make it to the shelter because they're busy covering like an actual news story. And then Brad from Home Improvement tries to make nice with Carlton, and Carlton's like, screw you, kid. And then Brad gives him this awesome, like, liberal elite guilt trip about... <laughs> <laughs> how he just comes down like once a year and it was interesting well just a interesting sight of this white kid lecturing a black man about his privilege. <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah like you just don't see that very often <laughs> is that progressive because they're flipping <laughs> tropes I, more of that. I don't I don't know <laughs> I want to see more white kids yelling at black about dudes. their privilege but then the whole thing 
Well, so you've got, you have that <laughs> reversal going on, but then it turns out that Brad from Home Improvement's just fucking yeah. him. Yeah. And, Car- and, and so then it becomes like a joke on Carlton because he totally feels bad and he probably should feel bad, <laughs> but then it's a joke. And so I just, I had no idea what I was supposed to take away did from Did it that. clear anything up for you it when did. Brad did those finger guns? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I guess we should say at some point, Carlton tries to impress the boss because he wants a signature on his like letter of recommendation or whatever by giving Brad more turkey and then he gets lectured for that because there's only so much turkey to go around. Foreshadowing. Yeah. Yeah, this is this confused me too. So Will and Carlton are in college. So is this like he wants a letter of recommendation for like a well, job? Well, imagine Princeton, so I think he wants to Either go to graduate school in Princeton or transfer there, but yeah, I think there's uh, larger. Co- I mean, I think that this show, this episode, is really—it's like season six, episode ten. So I think it's basically like right. assuming that you're familiar with a lot, and so I, yeah. yeah, this is more me just curious, like how that all. Works. Yeah, I think that that thing about the letter of recommendation is just there's just like a larger narrative within the season of yeah. what Carlton's trying to do or something. But so then we get to our last scene of this first episode where Will and Phil are getting their massages, and then they do this like split screen thing. Where they both get asked, "Oh, do you want the special?" And they're like, "Yeah, let's." I was going to say too, when they're getting massages, I can't think of anything less relaxing than when you're getting massages. People shouting at you from the other room. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because Will's like, "Hey, Uncle Phil, isn't this fantastic? Hey, this is a good ass <laughs> massage." I believe he asked how Phil was living, <laughs> which Uncle Phil said, "I believe the term is large." But isn't that also like a special service when you can like get an HGO next to your favorite buddy? I would hope so. Yeah, especially if you can hold hands during it. Yeah, if they let you hold hands and then a big man hugs you both <laughs> yeah. at the end. Just be in the same room, then you don't have to shout. Yeah. They do make a big ear joke on Will Smith. Yeah, because he they do a thing where where Phil is getting his head massaged and he loves that. And then Will's getting his ears massaged, and he loves that. And this also, for what it's worth, this may be a massage parlor of ill repute, but they're apparently effective because Uncle Phil's back yeah. problems vanish after I this scene. Really cure him. Yeah. <laughs> I just remembered another movie Will Smith was in. That fish one. That fish. It was like a DreamWorks, and he was like oh. a fish. Shark Oh, Shark Tale. Yeah. yeah. I don't even want to talk about it. I just, <laughs> just want to remind people it that so it happened. Talk about it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. When yeah. the ladies disrobe, <laughs> I do like uh, Will's reaction, which is he's just all in <laughs> for whatever's about he's to like, happen. Fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, why didn't I come here before? He must have come there and often, yeah, right? As He... He knows of the place, but this is clearly the first time he's gotten the special. Well, it's it's frustrating to me how we never get an explanation about this. Like, if yeah, he just was unaware. <laughs> it's funny. I go get reflexology massages with my girlfriend. They're like thirty dollars. Do you hold hands? No, but do you yell at are each they other? Naked when you're getting the massage? No, 
None of those things happen. Man, we're not good at but, this. This is a terrible story, Ryan. Well, if I <laughs> tell you the story. <laughs> uh, so we always, after we leave, we're like, I wonder if that's like a hand job massage. Like, are we just going into the hand job massage place and getting cheap massages because we're not getting hand jobs <laughs> and we're not even super aware of it? Like, it, it'd be 50 bucks if you were getting the hand yeah, job. Yeah, we're not sure. Yeah. But they're good. Yeah, because, I mean,. Like they wouldn't put that on the on like the list. You'd have to yeah. like know it'd be like the secret menu kind of a thing. Like you'd have to know to ask for it. Yeah, and it's like I mean, think about it. if you yeah. could go into a scuzzy massage place where there's prostitution happening and get a good massage for really cheap, for way cheaper than a regular massage that fixes your back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, so long as it's a good massage. Well, and it's yeah. like an honest mistake. So, yeah, they... Like, the special, you know, they're just like, yeah, I'll take the special, sure. Like, they don't realize that it's... Yeah, they, they weren't very clear. They just kind of assumed everyone knew what was going on without any sort of explanation. Yeah, I mean, that's... Uh, I feel like that's how uh, <laughs> houses of ill repute operate. Like, it's got a lot of wink-wink going on, and you just assume that your clientele knows what the winks mean. And then if it's also just a regular massage place that does give hand jobs, they never run out of lotion because there's just all kinds of sauce all over. Uh... (laughs) That's gross. (laughs) So yeah, a a horrified Phil drags a reluctant Will out into the lobby where wouldn't you know it, just as David said, a whole fucking squad of (laughs) cops are waiting to arrest them. Oh, shit. On Thanksgiving, and that's how the first episode ends. I was going to tell Ryan that if we went into details on in to how Will knows about this massage parlor, we'd miss out on all those stuffing scenes, and that just was wouldn't be worth it. That's true. I mean, it, I, I, you, you <laughs> can assume that they filmed a, a more in-depth explanation as to how the massage parlor was arrived at, but yeah. they were like, P- give the people what they want. <laughs> right. Stuffing. So then Phil, the second episode starts off with Phil and Will getting thrown in jail by a dickish cop who's like, well, 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 Judge Phil, I'm going to throw you in jail because I'm a dick. Yeah. Yeah. And that's about that's, that. That's his um, whole motivation. Just, it's just to be a dick. Yep. Well, I was going to ask, is, is he like a recurring nemesis nope. for I don't Uncle know. Phil? Well, that was Willem Dafoe, right? It was not Willem <laughs> yeah, Dafoe. Yeah, it was. Look it up. It was Willem Dafoe's cousin. Well, I didn't think Willem it was, but Dafoe. then he donned the Green Goblin costume and started yeah. throwing <laughs> it was, bombs it was, into the uh... It was Donnie Dafoe. <laughs> yeah, it was his cousin yeah. Donnie. <laughs> Shemp Dafoe. Uh, so then we go back. We just have to get a quick obligatory scene with all the ants, and they're talking about how hot they are. It's weird. Yeah. And then we're back in jail. That's not what women say when we talk (laughs) to each other. We don't just appraise ourselves from the male point of view. We actually inhabit our bodies and exist. God damn it. I don't don't... know. Bodies. Did you guys notice Will Smith's exposed nipples when he was getting arrested? <laughs> yes, I <Yeah>. did. <laughs> what did he take his nipple out for? His nipple play part of the special because right. that's hard for a lot of men. Yeah, it was to just endure. one nipple. It was right, like one exposed. Nipple. Okay. Yeah. yeah still I thought weird. it was more erotic that it was just one. Okay. Right. <laughs> yes, David. By notice, did you mean freeze frame and masturbate too? <laughs> What else does the word notice mean? Because, yeah. 
It's like special. Do you want the special? Did you notice? <laughs> Did you freeze frame and masturbate that oranges are on sale at Safeway? <laughs> <laughs> Did you, uh, so you ever back. notice how? <laughs> <laughs> you ever notice how blind people carry those sticks? <laughs> yeah, I have actually. Yeah. Thanks, Jerry. Right on it. Yeah. What's the deal? <laughs> So Phil and Will are in jail, and uh, a guy named Skippy wants to be friends with Will. So this guy, and... I thought, was he only has two lines, right? Because then later he's like, uh-huh. "Won't you be my friend?" And like yeah. the way that uh-huh. he keeps kind of appearing and the way he says things is, he seemed to me like a like when you travel through an enchanted forest and like a gnome or an imp <laughs> is like trying to befriend you, you know? He... Yeah, but they're like not but, reliable. Yeah, but they're sure. like, no, they're, they're traditionally, yeah. they're traditionally unattractive, but if you were to be nice to them, they would help you out in well, some I way. Well, I just mean like his posture and his presence. It's kind of like, hello, mm-hmm. you know, like. You know who he reminded me of? Who? Coming out there in prison, he reminded me of Dustin Diamond <laughs> in real jail on real Thanksgiving. Yeah, no, that was was it New Year's Eve. Yeah, that he was in jail. But I, in my mind, it's just all the holidays, all the holidays. we put him back Dustin in jail. Dustin Diamond now. just did some new interview or something, right? Yeah. Is he out? I noticed it. I don't know if he's out yet or not. Trump's gonna give him the chair. <laughs> Uh, so Uncle Phil wants to call his lawyer because they have like payphones in the jail cell in the Bel Air prison, apparently. Yeah. yeah. And then, uh, but Will is like, "Oh, some big black dude is there, and I gotta to go talk like street to so, him." And yes, he kind of fucks things up. Speaking of the crack research team, because this uh-huh. guy he plays Tiny. Uh-huh. He's on every fucking show in the nineties. <laughs> like, well, he he plays yes, he plays the role of burly black guy who turns out to be nice. Yeah, over and over, he plays like a bouncer a million times. He plays a scary guy that ends up being nice like ten million times. Yeah, <laughs> like on many shows and movies. Uh, the actor's name is Andre Rosie Brown. Oh, Rosie. And I was just, <laughs> I was just reading through his IMDb, and his credits are burly man, security <laughs> guard, sick guy, guard number two, thick neck, sanitation engineer, the bodyguard, yep. prisoner, bouncer, umpire, delivery man, big fatso, <laughs> tiny, that's this one, huge bodyguard, big Frank, bodyguard, Corridor guard, the doorman, big convict, security guard. Like I could seriously keep going. I love when I love wow. him as Big Fatso. That is yeah. like all of yeah. his his TV roles. <laughs> well, because he's in a bunch of roles that are about this size too. You know. Uh huh. Yeah. Oh, you know, like he was a bodyguard in Golden Girls. He yeah. was. I mean, it's just all yeah. yeah well, tons I of think stuff. too on a couple of shows, like he would be recurring. Like he would show up kind of as different characters, but always the same character, like yeah. on the same series. And it was almost like a thing, right, you know? Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, he's uh, yeah, he's all over. He was on Full House doing, doing. Yep. 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 So yeah, they uh, he rips the phone out of the wall so they don't get to make their phone call. So then we go back to the homeless shelter. And Hillary is getting a lot of sass from 
this gal that's like working at the homeless shelter. And then it turns out that she lives at the shelter and like helps out around there. And so then that shuts Hillary up. And then it turns out that the shelter is out of food as was foreshadowed in the previous episode, making both Carlton and Hillary sad. Definitely foreshadowed. Yes. I feel bad. There's going to be people who go without Thanksgiving dinner this season. Yep. So then we go back to the prison, and it turns out that Uncle Phil knows Tiny because they played against each other in college football. And then we go to a scene in a hilariously green-screened car. I was going to say, I wanted to talk about that green-screened well, car. Before, oh, I love it. <laughs> before the car, I think this is uh, where Tiny goes over his history. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he got ten years for possession. Yeah, he had a trunk yeah, full of which, weed that he's driving across well, states with. Yeah. Why didn't he just snitch on everybody like Tim Allen did with all because that coke? Because we live in a racist society. I know. Well, I was he, just going to say, oh. guys, a white person transporting 40 pounds of marijuana would get a slap on the wrist, but he got 10 years in prison. And I thought they were going to actually comment on this, you know, and kind of the a bit on the plight of the justice system and maybe some... Uh, mm-hmm racism inherited on it or that you know at least criminals can be people too and might just not be going through hard times or mentally ill whatever you want to go with because of that guy Wilman, and maybe they need should enjoy thanksgiving as well <laughs> but uh instead of that david we need to make room for a menendez brothers <laughs> well it's oh timely it's they killed their dad i don't want to like jump to the end or anything but like so this guy is basically a victim of circumstance he's been in jail mm-hmm. a lot he knows uncle phil from back in the day Typically, on a Thanksgiving episode like this of a show that's got some corniness, yeah. he would have come to Thanksgiving with them at the end. I was fully expecting right? it. <laughs> but he doesn't. <laughs> Me he, too. Which is more realistic, I guess, and less schlocky yeah. that he just stays we in just... jail, but then nothing happens. Yeah, him. but then Phil is like, just peace out. Him. Like, he even makes a joke about how he just wants to get out of there. And he, like, basically, he doesn't give a shit about Tiny's. The, was yeah. What's yeah. implied at the end. Like, not more than just him leaving him. Like, he says, I need to get out of here as soon as, like, he gets out of earshot of Tiny. Yeah, like, this whole time Uncle Phil has been lusting over tiny onions mm-hmm. swimming in cream. Oh, yeah. And then when it comes to his old comrade of football or whatever, Tiny Williams, he can tiny go yeah. fuck himself. Messed up. Yeah, I kind of, I feel like the the happy medium between unrealistic treacle and just completely ignoring it would f- would be for Uncle Phil to be like, you know, hang in there, Tiny. When I get back to work on Monday, I'm going to see if there's anything I can right, do to help you out. Yeah. Right. Like, use my position as a influential judge to see if you know, there's something we can do to help you out. Because he got out of jail for the possession, but he's in jail in this scene. Like, he clearly has done something. Yeah, we- well, or yeah. there's more shitty stuff that, I mean, who knows, but... Yeah, um, they yeah. and they don't even clarify that. But it's like, why say this at all if there's no, it's not going anywhere. Right. Exactly. It has less direction than the stuffing plot. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. So then we go into Hillary and Carlton in the car, sitting in front of a hilarious oh, green screen. I love it. Of like it, like I get it. It was it was the '90s, but this looks like an effect out of the '50s. Well, it always reminds me of those Tunes's skits, the driving cat. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I love that. So this whenever I see that background cat. that looks so fake, I always like want the people's arms to be like these little stick arms, you know? I, yeah. Oh no. I feel no. Like, and sometimes it's done better than others, but the two things 
that movies and TV never get right is car dialogue and playing video games. Yeah. Yeah. What do people usually say in cars, uh, Usually David? they look at the road when they're talking, and that, like, never <laughs> happens. And usually the roads important. aren't so windy, you have to keep turning your hands every day. So you just mean, in so far, like, actor blocking over Correct. dialogue. Well, I'm saying if you're, you know. The, so far. Yeah, you're right. It's not necessarily the dialogue itself. I'm just saying when you have a scene in a car that's mainly about whatever the dialogue is, the actors never seem realistically driving the car. That's true, and they're never. And then it's always funny when they do get into a car accident because it's like, well, yeah, you were looking at the road, <laughs> asshole. And then with video games, they always just mash buttons as they're playing, and 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 move the control. Yeah, they'll move the if control. They jump, they mash the it everywhere, and you're like, That's... yeah. You think that people get used to that, like in the modern day? I, now that we've all exactly, played video and I games. see, it, I see it like with kids who would have been of age that they played video games, you know, and then. Right. They still yeah. It's clearly a director yeah, telling exactly. them to do that. He's like, hey, look like you're really playing mm-hmm. it, Timmy. Like, you're, you're really doing it. it. So, yeah, the whole point of this scene is Hillary and Carlton arguing over which one of them is more vacuous and empty-headed, and then they sneak in a Menendez Brothers joke. Yep. Oh, yeah, those guys. I wonder what those guys are up to right now. <laughs> <laughs> Probably like are they still in jail? No, I think they're out. Did they go to jail? A little? I don't remember. I, I don't even remember. I don't remember. Why were they so then, such a big uh, deal? Just because their dad, they said their dad touched their butt or something? And they killed well, their they dad. Killed I know, but people do that all the time. Why were they famous <laughs> <laughs> they're rich or what? To be fair, I've never killed my parents. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I've never killed well, David's parents either. Not motherfuckers either. <laughs> I think they were, oh, think they were a big deal just because they killed their parents and like conspired to do it and were, kind, and were fairly young at the time. And we're fairly unrepentant about I it. I don't know. Very were, well seen. Yeah, there was abuse, right? And yeah. I think yeah. it was kind of one. I don't want to say the first time, but it kind of came to light that it seemed unique at the time that this was like a revenge for abuse and not necessarily in the moment, but for systemic abuse. Yeah. That, you know, that kind of case hasn't been made, I won't say ever before, but in this kind of public profile. What were their names? Lyle and Eric? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so we go back to the house, and the ladies are like, where are the men who give our lives meaning? <laughs> exactly. And then Ashley comes in, and she's like, blah, 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 women's rights, and they're like, shut the fuck up, Ashley. And <laughs> they literally scene. say, shut up. Yep, that's the end I of that question, scene. Like, are they just like keeping the food on warmers right now? Or <laughs> I don't even I don't even know what the timing of all of this is at this. I feel like this Thanksgiving day has been like seventy two hours at this point. Uh, so then we go back to jail where Will and Phil are getting their Thanksgiving dinners on trays, which also seems kind of swanky for jail. Yeah, but that was, that was some. I don't know what that food was supposed to be on there plate, was it? Yeah, it's, I don't know. And then uh, and then and then Will does the patented. If I want Uncle Phil to do something, I motivate him with discussion of Thanksgiving food. Yeah. And so then this prompts Phil to be like, wait a minute. I've been sitting in this jail cell for God knows how long. (laughs) And all of the things that are supposed to happen haven't happened. So I'm going to point that out now to get me the fuck out of this jail cell. And like, so he basically, he, he calls over that dickish cop, and he's like, here's the thousand things you've done wrong. Get me out of he jail. He was like, I don't care if you play Jesus. 
You're gonna get me out of here. <laughs> is so the one thing that gets Phil motivated is food, and specifically in these two episodes, tiny little onions floating in cream sauce. Yeah, is that yeah. something? No, it's just I fun. I don't. To me. I'm not familiar with it, but it sounds fantastic. <laughs> well, I'm not going to turn it down. Especially. There's a lot of like cute phrasing in this era of TV. You know, mm-hmm. they'll do stuff like that. Yeah, they'll like say the same yeah. thing over again a certain way, but it's just like it's not like a special phrase or anything. I just say I just never. No, I'm not saying it's a special phrase, but I've just never heard of that as a, like a Thanksgiving staple or anything. That's just what a fat right. guy wants to right. eat. Man. <laughs> That's what make, that'll make a fat guy break out of prison. I was hoping he'd just, like, <laughs> bend the bars or something out of, like, look like strength. I thought it was really weird that it was, like, he needed someone to help him to get motivated to do things. <laughs> sure. Like, no, it was. It was his own immediate reach to get out of prison. Yeah, yeah he has weird. all the powers of the judicial system under his substantial belt, and he needs Will to jack him off a little about potatoes like, All he first. had to do to get out of there was yell at a guy. <laughs> and it just and then he does yell at the guy and that's supposed to be the big uplifting part even though you know good for him he's a person of color but also he still is using wealth privilege well you know and that's the that's the real the real lesson wealth and privilege gets you everywhere and you can feel good about it if you use that wealth and privilege to help the homeless one day a year that is sort of what this show's about if it actually mm-hmm. if there you are actually give it some credit for having some smarts is it is really about uh how wealth can you know what wealth in black culture looks like and what privilege comes with it and it does a good job occasionally of showing ways that uh prejudice is still an issue like yeah. among, you know and how it's hard to get ahead regardless yeah, there's special episodes here we might get into yeah and also while that's all happening it gives will smith a chance to Mug like a goon for the camera off Uncle Phil's shoulder. Oh, yeah, that was yeah. There he is doing it, making all kinds of faces as Uncle Phil's giving his due process lecture. Uh so we go back to the homeless shelter where again Carlton and Hillary come sweeping well, before in. Before that, before that, they're giving out peanut butter and jelly sandwiches, right? Uh huh. And a homeless guy comes up and then he bitches about getting grape jelly on his peanut butter and jelly sandwich. And uh-huh. I was conflicted because, on the one hand, beggars can't be choosers. <laughs> on the other hand, I don't want no fucking grape jelly on my peanut butter and jelly sandwich. So, What kind of jelly what? would strawberry? you prefer? All about the strawberry jelly. He says, you can't make these Raspberry. with no damn grape jelly. That's some old guy actors and a lot of stuff, too. Yeah. Do you not like grape jelly at all or just not on your peanut butter and jelly <laughs> sandwiches? Uh, not really at all. Where else would you put it? Just yeah. toast. Can't get yeah, like on toast. Grape jelly is the lowest form of jelly. Yes. Yeah, it's... yeah, yeah, yeah. Just when I think that all of like the normal fruits <laughs> that David doesn't like, I'm aware of, I discover a new one. Oh. Yeah, but I'm not like, I don't hate grapes in general. It's just grape jelly. It's not going to do a lot for me. What about grape yeah. soda? Oh, yeah, I like grape soda. Oh, really? <laughs> So anyway, <laughs> Carlson and Hillary come rolling on in with a troop of tuxedo dudes with like the fancy, fancy serving caterers. dishes. Well, yeah. this is where yeah, with silver buffer. What dishes. I was confused by slightly was it's a grand gesture and that's all great, but then who was paying for it? Because you feel like it's just 
a grand gesture of them spending Phil's money, and that's less grand. No, yeah. but Hillary's a fucking TV show that, host, That's man. also a possibility, so that's where I don't... She, If she was smart, she would have just written it off for the, for yeah, the show to the network, and that's who should be paying for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So then Brad from Home Improvement comes back and gets a Cornish game hen from Carlton. And they have kind of a sweet moment where he's like, Oh, you're gonna be come back you're gonna come back for Christmas? And Carlton's like, Yeah, I think I will. And you're like, Oh, that's sweet of Carlton. But then he does this thing where after Hillary turns down the opportunity to get publicity for her show, she asks Carlton if he's gonna tear up his letter of recommendation, and he seemingly does but then we find out he really doesn't because he's still that a colossal be douche. No, well, like, what, what's, yeah. what's he serving by ripping it up by making some pointless statement yeah. that nobody really cares about? He yeah. can keep it. It doesn't matter. Yeah. I guess it's the lying about it. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I lied to my sister all the time. I. <laughs> <laughs> Did you and your sister <laughs> serve um, dinner at no. the food shelter? And were you really snobby no, the whole that time? That never right? happened. We were not as rich as they were either. But th- but I was going to say the other thing is, A, I think it would have been fine if Hillary allowed the cameras in, too. I mean, it's just the way she presents herself. Like, she could even say it's not really about me, even though when actors do that, it kind of feels like it is. But it yeah. would also serve, a, it could also serve as a call for other people to donate their time and help out. And she missed that opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a good, no, that's a good point. Like she could have used her celebrity status to raise awareness yeah. and, and and you know urge people to donate their time as well. So what you're saying is it wasn't enough. <laughs> I'm saying there's no reason. Like if the camera crew never got there, but she still had a sense of satisfaction, that's fine. But there's no reason to turn the camera crew right crew away once they arrive. So what you're saying is that you should only do it for the sense of satisfaction. That's what yes. You help people in need. Yes. Okay. One hundred percent. So then we go back to jail, and Phil and Will are out, and Phil's like, and Will's like, what are we going to tell Aunt Vivian? And Phil's like, we're going to tell her what we tell women all the time, which is big, fat lies. <laughs> well, he doesn't just say, when it comes to, like, getting busted for hookers, you just don't say anything. I'm like, that's not a solution. They're still going to ask where you were. That's actually, that's the only prudent course, though. It's like, not with hookers. <laughs> I'm going to use that next time. Well, I'm but like, hold on. Home. Where are you? Not with a hooker, I can tell you that much. It totally works. In his defense, is she going to believe that he went accidentally <laughs> to a house of prostitution and he didn't have sex with a prostitute and then he got arrested for being there? I mean, come on. Given what he really did do, and that he was totally trying to run out of there once he figured out the scene, regard no I, harm. I understand what you're saying, Ryan, but regardless of whether lying to her or not is ethical, prudent, or just common sense, saying we don't say anything at all is not a solution because you are going to get asked about where you were. What do they say? Was they do get they, asked? Don't, I don't think. Yeah, they, they change the subject <laughs> and just move on. Which I feel like is only going to work for so exactly. long. They needed, like, an excuse. Like, they did a crossover with Family yeah. Matters. Especially <laughs> because they need to have the same story, too, you know? <laughs> yeah, you gotta check your story. 
So then we're, yeah, so we go back to the house and it's time for thank, in, in hour 75 of Thanksgiving, <laughs> it's time for the dinner. Yep, just in time. And they, and it's right when they're like, hey, where were you guys all day? And then Jeffrey comes in with the bird. Which? And everyone's like, ooh, and awing and all that. Where? I like Jeffrey. We haven't talked about oh, him yeah, yet. Jeffrey. Yeah, he's, he's their butler and he, because he's a butler, he's sardonic. Didn't he play a butler on a different show too? Maybe. Ryan asks this just when the crack research team closes their IMDb. Yeah, Sorry, crack <laughs> research team. I'm asking the crack research team, but I have this other thought when you talked about how long the day was. Uh-huh. And it made me think about the catering and how they could have accomplished yeah. all that in, like, the two hours or whatever time. No, two hours, David. The day's 76 hours long. They had plenty of time. <laughs> With all of the catering, you do need to like book like yeah. two weeks in advance. What they could have maybe done is found a catering van that was packing everything away and slipped them like five hundred dollars for the leftovers. You could not have made an above board deal that way. You're absolutely yeah, and, uh, right. And not only did they have to book the caterers, but then they also had to the caterers would have to cook all that too, which I'm sure doesn't. Uh... Yeah, well, if they went to another event previously, yeah, right. which they would be on Thanksgiving, they'd be booked. They'd be coming. I've catered, so it's the end of the night. You take all the food, you put it back in the kitchen. You wouldn't have that much necessarily, but a lot of times you can, like, donate it to shelters or employees get to take it home, too, which is baller because you're, like, really broke and you don't have any good food except, like, one big dish of, like, really fancy filet mignon for a week. It's awesome. Uh, Ryan, to answer your question, I see that he has been in some other things. The actor playing Jeffrey is Joseph Marcel. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. I I don't see anything that jumps out at me as like, oh yeah, he was the butler in that. Uh, I, uh, well, I don't know. I mean, he was on 26 episodes of The Bold and the Beautiful as someone named Hudson. Maybe he was a butler there. He was in there. a show called Empire Road, but I don't know. Yeah. More importantly, I want to point out that his character name in IMDb for this show is Jeffrey Butler. <laughs> That's right. Wow. Not Jeffrey. Yeah. Not Jeffrey the Butler, but he is Jeffrey Butler the but Butler. But I think yeah, yeah, I think the joke in the show is that his actual last name is Butler. Okay. Good. But then yeah. good on you, show for making that a thing. Uh, so he brings in the bird. And everybody prays, and they're actually this like I legitimately laughed out loud when. Phil's doing the prayer, and he's like, you know, thank you for delivering us. And then Will says under his breath, from Tiny. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then he has to, like, cover for it. He's like, from uh, Catastrophes, Tiny and Large. And it's pretty good. Yeah. And then they say, amen. And then Ashley gets in one more Jesse Spanoism when she says, ah, women. Mm-hmm. And they're all like, shut the fuck up, Ashley. <laughs> I'll kill you. It's so sad. It really is. And, like, literally, she just, all she ever does is say things like that, and they tell her to shut and up. And that's that. No one should talk about women, and what's I guess. Weird is that's never really been her character, either, that I remember. I guess they had to, like, launch it before this episode, right? They must have. Which is fine. I, I think they should be nice to her regardless. But... Right? Sure, but no one likes women, so shut up, David. I would ask her why she only has this one track mind at the moment. Right? So then uh, they play We Are Family, and everyone eats yeah. Thanksgiving dinner. They need to kill time. So then, oh, yeah, a there's, a, there's a fucking dinner-eating montage. 
Yeah, which I'm like, this is like part two of a two part. Like, well, that's why, on, guys. That's exactly yeah. why. Like, yeah. Shit, we got how many minutes? Goddamn, have them eating for two minutes. Yeah, yeah. And so then in the end, they do. They go. We because we we have to get a tie off on this. Whose stuffing is the best mm-hmm. plot? And and Will panders and is like, everybody's stuffing is great, and nobody wants to. Then they then they just give it up. They don't even care. Yep, and then the episode is over. Well, they all leave. And then they take out their vaginas and compare who's is well, better. Who? Yeah. What's, I can't think of the Aunt Helen. Helen. Aunt Viv? That's the only one I remember. Hel- Helen is the saucy yeah, she, one. Yeah, they all leave her at the end, right? She says something. And then... She says that her pussy's yeah, the best. So, like, you know, like, away. literally, she says something like that, like, I'm the hottest or whatever, and they all walk away. <laughs> and that's it, and then she's just, like, riffing for another two minutes as there's no one else at the table. <laughs> They turn oh, no. off the lights during the riff. <laughs> like you all leave, that's fine. How? Uh, so I guess I mean I guess the message here is is help homeless people <laughs> and don't be a dick about it. And make sure to be well connected before getting yeah. into any legal trouble. I mean, this definitely isn't this isn't a very special episode the way we've covered it thus far. Like, there's no there's no like real topicality to it. Like, I mean... It's not as heavy-handed. There's all... Yeah, there's always homeless people, but it's also not as heavy-handed. We don't get, like, a here comes the music when they're imparting us with the lesson. No, I mean, it's not even intending to. It's basically just, like, when you're at home, you have some time off during Thanksgiving week, and, hey, Thanksgiving's happening, so watch this episode that also takes place during Thanksgiving. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but But it's it's also... I think it's trying to get people to volunteer... Food kitchen. Yeah, I feel like a lot of characters on TV, like a lot of teenagers, like volunteer at homeless shelters on TV. Yeah. They could have also, yeah, they could have made it more special with the Mm -hmm. homeless element, and they could have made it much more special with the prostitution element. A lot of those women are like traffic sex workers. Yeah, no. Yeah, no one gives a shit because they're whores, Mm. David. What they should have done is let Tiny. And the prostitutes come live in the house. Yeah, that yeah, awesome. that would make this last season much better. <laughs> never show them again, you know. Just feel good about it till the end of the episode, and then mm-hmm. just never talk about it again. They can help raise that nameless boy. His name is Nikki. The whole like massage parlor plot just seems tacked on in a way, like mm-hmm. like it's a Thanksgiving episode, and I guess they wanted it to be two parts, and so they needed like another like you could have done this. With just the Hillary and Carlton homeless shelter stuff, and put Will in that scenario too. Like the three of them could have gone to the homeless shelter, and Will could have learned a lesson and had some wacky antics and whatnot. I'm not quite sure what the massage parlor stuff adds to it, other than filling time. Yeah, it was like supposed to be titillation or comedy. It didn't really <laughs> entirely achieve yeah, it either I, for me. But I was titillated. <laughs> <laughs> I thought they might be going with, like, learning about, like I said before, criminals, you know, people in jail and their plight and maybe not everyone in there deserves to be in there, possibly coming to an understanding about some of that, but no. Yeah, they could have tied it in with some of the larger Thanksgiving things, but, like, it just seemed like they were like, all right, Thanksgiving episode, two parts, one plot will be something Thanksgiving-related. And then for the other part, pick something out of our plot jar and we'll go with it. Well, that. the other thing is that... Prostitution. Characters being 
that they're supposed to be somewhere important and then wrongfully getting thrown in jail is another major TV trope. Yeah. Yeah. That happens a lot. That's a good point. Like, lots of sitcom characters erroneously end up in jail for brief periods of time. Yeah. To a degree that just is not representative of reality in any way. But yeah, I mean, they're really Same. not trying to. We're we're kind of saddling this with our own context of <laughs> yeah. discussing yeah, very special because <laughs> I'm sure nobody has ever talked this much about what the intended message of this episode. Is. Yeah, we're first. Yay. So, so in the spirit of the holiday, I'm going to ask you two questions okay. now okay. instead of one. So, Carol, I'll start with you. Okay. What was the most special thing you learned from this episode? And what is your favorite Thanksgiving food? Um, I'll take the last question first. I am much like Uncle Phil, where I want to be Uncle filled up with pie. Ah, you like mm. the pie. Go what's pie your, what's your preferred pie? Number one, it's got to be pumpkin. Mm-hmm, yeah. It's November. I want to be eating that all throughout December. Number two is mm. pecan for this season. And then in all seasons, every pie, which is why Ryan and I bet on many a drag queen race together. Pecan for the season. Yeah, pecan (laughs) for the season and pumpkin number one, baby. Baba Booey. I will say that pie is probably my all-time favorite dessert. Oh, interesting. Good to know. Cake is good. Cutting is good. My girlfriend makes a pecan pumpkin pie. Mm. Holy shit, that sounds fantastic. Will you email uh, me uh, one? Yeah, I want I want some of this pecan pumpkin pie post <laughs> Austin, next time you're in Portland, we'll take you to Loretta Jean's. It's the best pie place. Ooh, well, if he wins gambling, first fantastic. we'll take him to the track. <laughs> first yeah, we need some wagering, I, and then you'll take me there. I almost made it there. <laughs> no, I, it, you can't just eat pie. It drives, it drives Christy and I nuts because Dairy Queen has a pumpkin pie blizzard, mm. which is fantastic. But they only have it in October. Oh yeah, oh. and we're like, why do you not have like it's their seasonal for October? I'm like, why is it not your seasonal for at least November yeah. in October? Yeah, let alone Burgerville's into- got it. Because like by the You're time out. December rolls around, then they have to have their fucking candy cane oh, blizzards yeah. and all that bullshit. Wow. But I'm like, it's November. You're- you could have pumpkin I've pie. Never, I've never heard such contempt in your voice. I know you're very passionate about blizzards at Dairy Queen. Which one Just you the don't pumpkin like pie but... one. It's fantastic. Uh, and to your other question, Austin, I'm just going to say the most special part of this episode was when Uncle Phil, a.k.a. The Shredder, was yelling <laughs> at titties and Will Smith was gawking at titties. And they were holding hands throughout the jail parlor. Because I don't see that every day. Uh, Ryan, what was the uh, most special thing of the episode for you, and what is your preferred Thanksgiving victual? I remember the questions. Um, <laughs> I learned that when the prostitute takes her titties out, you have to fuck her quickly. Yeah. <laughs> you, you never know when the buzz is going to bust in, and you're getting arrested either way. Yeah, so, so might, yeah. Might, as well, yeah. might as well get something out of it. And I also learned. Oh wait, no, that's the only thing I learned. Um, my favorite. Okay, well, my very favorite, and then I'll. I thought you knew the questions, Ryan. <laughs> I I just I had to clarify that I only learned one thing. Uh huh. Uh huh. I had to remind myself how little I learned. So my very favorite thing, very favorite about Thanksgiving, 
is after you have already eaten all the food. Mm-hmm. You wait a little while. Ryan is not you wait like an hour mm-hmm. or something, maybe even two hours, and you get a roll, and you put all the shit on it. You toast the roll, and then you put the turkey and the mashed potatoes and the stuffing and the gravy and the cranberry jelly on it, and you eat that. And yeah, uh, it was like a little a, cream cheese, like a Thanksgiving, for the like a little Thanksgiving sandwich. That's my very, very favorite thing. The other thing that's always a big deal for some reason is i just have to have that can of like the gelatin the cranberry i love that yeah and like if you go to a new <laughs> i've gone to different thanksgivings or whatever i usually just will bring it because like people don't they're yeah. like they want to get you the good one if you have and you're like no i don't uh, want the good one i don't like, want i want the one where when it comes out of the can the rings yeah, of the can, like can are still around it, it. yep sounds exactly. like, and that um <laughs> I don't want there to be cranberries. Like, I don't want to eat a whole cranberry yeah. that's in it. I just yeah. want it to be like a gelatinous tube. The good ones are really yeah. no, good, I'm with you though. There. I, no, the good ones are, are good. I just, they, they're also, ha- you have to have the can. My ideal, my ideal ideal is that you have that can tube and that there's also like a homemade one someone made that's like just stirred up in a bowl, you know? Like, that's mm-hmm. the good kind. You can eat some of that, too. But you gotta have that fucking tube, man. It's just important. Yeah. Alright. Yeah. Uh, David, you can just answer the what you learned part because I know that you are an anti-American monster who hates Thanksgiving. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't even like I pie. I like pie. I... <laughs> are you a pie <laughs> bandit? Do you pie jack? Even before I became a vegetarian, in which I don't eat the turkey and most like gravy and there's a lot of stuff in there that I won't eat. Uh, I was never a big fan Jeez. of Thanksgiving because it's just I don't know. It wasn't pizza. I love pizza. Yeah. Instead, it was just like Do you boring, have pizza like, Thanksgiving? turkey and mashed potatoes. And I like mashed potatoes, but I like them more than they're like garlic mashed potatoes. I like rolls. Heck yeah, rolls are the fucking rolls best. Are pretty fantastic. Give David and a roll. Like sweet He's potato not happy. casserole. And I didn't yeah. have green bean casserole until I was in college, and that's. Pretty uh, slutty, but nice. Oh yeah, green bean casserole is fantastic. It's great because you can eat and be like, "I'm eating a fucking vegetable," <laughs> even though it's like the worst thing possible <laughs> for you. Fried onions on top. And, uh, oh yeah, cream of mushroom soup. What did I learn? I learned that holidays are the reason the ERA should have passed or been uh, ratified. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, true. Uh, as as for me, I learned that if a massage parlor is open on Thanksgiving, it's not really a massage parlor. It's something else entirely. And uh, I I kind of love all different Thanksgiving foods. The turkey's probably my least favorite, like least necessary component to the whole meal. But uh, but overall, I'm a big stuffing guy. I love stuffing. Who's got oh, the best yeah. stuffing out of all of us, yeah, Austin? Yeah, who's stuffing do you like the uh, most? Y'all everybody's, no, seriously, everybody's stuffing is great. Like, <laughs> like when he's talking about how they're going to have four different kinds of stuffing, I am like, sign me up for, like, hunks of moist bread with spices and <laughs> herbs and stuff. God, that's fantastic. One of them has apricots in it, and that's probably my least favorite stuffing ingredient. Yeah, we do, uh, we do like, apples and onions and celery mm. in ours, and that's... That's but like I just love like straight up stovetop. Yeah. Throw some hot water in it and let it you know plump up. Yep. And I like that's one of those where 
after everything is done with Thanksgiving, I'll still go back for like second, third, fourth helpings just of stuffing. Yeah, love stuffing. You have pretty sensual language when it comes to <laughs> stuffing. Yeah. You could make a boy band called Hot Moist Chunks Hunks of Bread. And I guess and I I guess I should also clarify Technically, I like dressing because we don't actually stuff the bird with our stuffing. Well, thank you. He that was actually a... Yes, that's a that's a little technicality there. He actually yeah. himself. <laughs> yes. So, uh, Carol, where can we find you on the internet? You can find me at www.carolynmain.com. C-A-R-O-L-Y-N-M-A-I-N, like the street. And I'm Carolyn Main on Twitter. Tomblior. And I have a page on Facebook, so check me out. Lots of cool things coming down the pipes. And David, how about you? You can find me on Twitter at DrBits and at the Real Gentleman of Leisure Deck. And Ryan. Uh, my website is oh yes very nice. That's o h y e s very nice dot com. That's where my drawings are. Um, it's also my Twitter handle and my Instagram. And oh yes very nice comics is my Tumblr. And uh, you can look on all those things. Very cool. You can look at them. And uh, you can find me online uh, on Twitter at Austin Gordon. And you can also read my writing at therealgentlemanofleisure.com. As for the show, you can follow us on Twitter at avsepod. You can email us at avsepodcast at gmail.com. Our website is a very special episode podcast.com. You can uh, like our Facebook page. You can rate and review us on iTunes, and we are now available for your listening pleasure on Google Play, Stitcher, and Podbean, as well as iTunes. Nicely done for those Android users. Exactly. Wherever you want us to be, we are there. And even some places you don't want us to be. And we are also (laughs) some places you don't want us to be. Wherever you don't want us to be, we won't be. We're the Urkel of podcasts. We are the Urkel of podcasts. Uh, For our next episode, we will, for real this time, (laughs) be bringing you cartoon all-stars to the rescue. But an important note about that episode, it will not be out next week. It will be out two weeks from now, as we will now be shifting into our regular bi-weekly posting schedule so every every other week we will be posting a new episode at this point uh you could say our podcast is a little bi-weekly curious Mm -hmm. uh this is basically just to keep us from burning out to keep us fresh to uh to not to not grind us into paste after the rigorous scheduling of Saved by the Bell Reviewed. So from now on, uh, we will not be there every Monday, every week. We will definitely be there every other Monday, and maybe sometimes we'll sneak some extra episodes in there too. And there'll be fun little surprises for you in your podcast feed. But don't look for us next week. Look for us the week after that. And uh, with that, for a very special episode... I'm Austin Gordon, and I'd like to wish you all a very happy Thanksgiving. And I will also say that I will most definitely be having the special. Yeah, that was this ABC on your home PC with some VIPs of SBTB. Was it Austin G, Dr. DB, RAC, or the C What the heck was with that TV? 
This podcast is kind of funny. Excuse us all, cause we gotta go pee. That was a very special episode. We dissected that shit from head to toe. Did the time fly by or was it slow? Got so many life lessons. Oh, how we've grown. Seen so much TV that we're gonna explode next time on a very special episode.